Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you, of course, with FloridaDaily.com. I am your host, publisher Ed Dean. Of course, this is brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you and your family and local communities throughout the state since 1979. Personal injury attorneys, Farah and Farah.com. Speaking about attorneys, Lindsey Brock, Hello. who has been a, uh, a general counsel for one of the, some of the Republican parties, elections recount. It's good to have you on. And of course, our legal analyst, a legal commentator on the Florida Radio Network and legal commentator and analyst uh, for FloridaDaily.com, Ron Davis. Let me start with you, man. I could, uh, one day I think I'm going to do a show, and as, <coughs> excuse me, as, Somebody who, as a journalist, loves to debunk certain things from both sides, by the way, but predominantly on the left. But I will tell you, there's, it's, I'm just reading things from some people. It's almost like they're Area 51 types. Like, this couldn't have happened. I saw suitcases in Georgia when really there were ballot boxes and things like that. And sometimes I just shake my head because I don't want to be lumped in with some of this out there. But we could spend an hour, but we're not going to, about some of the myths out there. But we still got court cases going on. Is it just inevitable that... Joe Biden, as of right now, is going to get sworn in January 20th. I mean, is there anything to stop that, Lindsay? Some people are asking. Well, there's one thing that's going to stop, and that would be the Supreme Court. Uh, if the AG of Texas is successful, and there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people think that he won't be, right. uh, but that's that's about really it. Uh, the Supreme Court rejected hearing the ruling that had come out of uh, Pennsylvania, where they were trying to overturn the election there. So now the last, you know, the Alamo. Is in Texas. Okay, but hold on. Before we go to Rod, because it's just funny. When I have to kill time, it's amazing <laughs> that uh, I get an email from a listener from the radio show or from the, for the thousands that read FloridaDaily.com. Hey, and what about this feed? I heard this on that podcast. I don't even know who these people are. And I generally know everybody on here. But now it's like the goalpost gets, if they don't get what they want, remember it was Sidney Powell and the Kraken. Now nah, it's been kind of put to the side. Now it's the dates. Now we got December 14th. Now we got uh, January the 6th. But it really is not going to matter until January the 20th. They just, it's, well, that didn't happen. Uh, we'll worry about the other date coming up. Well, the problem with that is it's federal law uh, with regards to the Electoral College. And that's one of the big challenges that they're going to face in the Supreme Court is the law says every state has their Electoral College meet on the same day. Right. And if what they're trying to do here would change all of that because they would have to be counting all of those ballots. When you read, you know, you were talking about this, you read the lawsuit, you know, you saw the Texas Attorney General come up with the lawsuit. Uh, there, there is some merit to some of this, but George Washington University Law Professor Jonathan Turley says, I, there is merit to it. I don't see the courts overturning what's going on. Um, this could be a good precedence. You said this on one of the radio shows. Hey, guess what? To the to the state legislators, maybe this should be the right way to get your act together, so we don't have these problems twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. Well, I think I think it was also a roadmap telling the states this is the way you should right pursue it or the way you should have pursued it and lined it up instead of pursuing some of the other angles. Um, this is we've talked about from the beginning. This is how I felt that the attack should take place. Now I think that the electors um, clause is a very creative argument. I think it is one that if the Supreme Court's going to look at, they're going to want to look at it because it is going to be a case of first impression. Um, Explain it, to the audience what that means. First it's impression. not come up before the court right. before under these contexts. Now, like we talked about this morning, 
it doesn't mean that it's going to be a win. It could just be that the, the, the Supreme Court sees that there's some problems and in the in this new future of COVID or any other flu that comes along that, that people get nervous about and we see government shutdowns, um, the Supreme Court may want to look, set some parameters now to kind of govern how we deal with the electronic age going forward. Um, so it, it may be that you don't get a Trump win out of it, but you get some good case law or precedent that shows us how that, that you know we should be dealing with this going forward yeah i've got i'm, I'm leading some of our floridadaily.com reports which you can get at floridadaily.com subscribe it's free we do all the emails as well let's go further down this road here um is it just as they say it's just certain once the elections are certified i mean as of right now all of these states have been certified the pennsylvania one was a, a, a bad blow even some of the conservatives have said to the trump campaign why in the world did we need texas and 17 other states including one of my favorites ashley moody the attorney general of this state to sit back and say you guys are doing something wrong that has a impact on our state does that hold any water that is probably their best constitutional argument, as he was talking about with the electoral clause, is saying that the electors are supposed to be determined by the legislatures of each state. And what they're saying is Texas and the 17 other states that joined in are saying, hey, when you don't follow the Constitution and how you're selecting your electors, then that affects the weight of the votes coming out of our state. So that's one of the, the standing issues that they're going on is with it, that. Is it, is it a reach? Ron says it's got some good merit, but it sounds like a reach if you I, didn't know it. No, I think it has. I'm sorry, I, I know you know it. I'm saying for the average yeah, individual I, out there. I, I, is it a, it's a bit of a reach, but I think it's a valid argument. And, and to his point, there may not be the Supreme Court saying, you know, okay, you're going to throw out those uh, votes in those states. You're right. going to have to recount them. I think what you will see is something along the lines of Bush v. Gore where they said, yeah, there's something going on, but it's really too late in the process. You waited too long to get it to this point. Uh, so you'll get some instruction, but you won't have okay. the outcome you want. I want to go back to Ron. You said something. You waited too long. Um, Thefederalist.com, other conservative publications, not liberals. I mean, we expect that, but... Brad Pascal, Brad Pascal, the former campaign manager, has no animosity towards the Trump campaign, told Martha McCallum, on host of the story on Fox News, that they had lawyers. They've had lawyers a year in advance. They about ready to go. We had, I mean, some, but they had more of a legal team. They knew that the Democrats were going to take advantage of this in the summertime and before the primary. But let's be honest, Georgia's primary is in June. Okay. Could have caught them off guard. The Republicans, sure. What about Florida? Well, it was time to come up. Well, they knew what was going on. You it took too long. If the Democrats were already doing this, I mean, we reported this back in August. Did Brad Parscale says and some of the other groups that the Republicans got caught flat-footed and they don't know why they didn't stop any of the they didn't challenge these new rules. How do you answer that? I think that's a valid argument because in you know, a lot of this is hindsight. Uh, probably the Trump campaign had their polling thought that they were going to have such a great lead that there wasn't really the need to tie up money in the lawyers to do all these challenges. But right. there was a there were opportunities before now to gone in and challenged how you were getting state supervisors of elections changing how to your point, you're going to yeah. do the mail-in ballots. At, 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 which might have prevented a Biden victory, maybe? Could have. What do you, Ron, he's saying what you've been saying. Right. The, uh, you know, Explain to the audience what happened with Stacey Abrams and the, the Sta- Secretary yeah, of State Stacey Abrams and the Secretary of State of Georgia negotiated a resolution on how they would review and accept the mail-in ballots. 
in large part, there was the signature issue. What right. kind of signature requirements? And I think that's where they went to, what, 60% or 40%? Yeah, we from 60 to 40, yeah. Uh, you know, that all you had to do was get a, a 40% match on the signature. Um, I think that's where Texas has a beef with in theirs, and they kind of point that out in their brief is, you know, that's, you know, that opens it up to so much fraud. And I think the Republicans could have challenged it. I think Georgia's a special case. I don't think anybody thought Georgia was going to lose it. You know, or, or Trump would lose Georgia. So I don't think Georgia was on the, the forefront. They, they did fight in Wisconsin. They did fight in Michigan. Um, I just think they fought it from different angles. I mean, they, they, they fought it from a fraud issue. And, I, and, and that's true. The, the question has always been, how do we ensure that the people who mail in the ballot, first of all, requested the ballot? And if there was an, a, an, open, or an open ballot where they were just mailed one, how do we know they actually sent it back in? And when you lower, and I think when the Democrats were arguing to lower the standards on the acceptance of those ballots, that should have been a clear signal to the Republicans. You got to be wary. I, I agree with you. Tell me, this may be a duh, the, the typical question or answer I get. I Because I think we should still do investigations in Florida because, you know, some of this it, fraud isn't always illegal behavior and illegal behavior isn't always well, legal behavior would be fraud. But sometimes like if you had a post postmarked ballot, you counted it, that would be illegal. It's not saying it's fraud. It's just it's just it's a technicality, but it's still illegal. How come Florida didn't seem to have any problems this year? Everybody says it was DeSantis getting rid of Brenda Snipes. That's the easiest answer. Is that the easiest way to simplify that it is the easiest answer? Well, if you ever want to look at anything bad that happens in the Florida electoral process, you usually just went down yeah. to Broward County. That's uh, right. Because that's usually where they all came from. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the issues that, that I've had a beef with and, and how this has all been reported is they say, well, there's no evidence of widespread fraud. Well, that's really not the standard. The standard is, is there enough fraud that it would change the result? And that's where this has been beaten out in each of the state court proceedings and ultimately – that's what a lot of the state courts have said is that, yeah, you have some evidence of fraud. Yes, you have evidence of signatures not matching, but you don't have enough to come here and say it would change the result. That's yeah. And the problem is, is that, and I don't know, I'm not involved in those lawsuits. The problem is you allege violations and then you do your discovery to find and follow up and, and develop that. They've not been able to do that. And so, so – They've been really kind of pigeonholed to their specific allegations because that's what you're you're forced to do in injunctive relief is you you plea it. You're not it's not where we plea notice pleading and then go in and get to go do a bunch of discovery. You you plea what you got. And based on what they've pled, we all get a real good sense that if you did some discovery, they'd find more. They'd not they just haven't been able to get their hands in a in a lawsuit because they keep pursuing injunctive relief, trying to delay the process instead of filing an action. That would open up the doors to do that. And they may not have the time. They may not have the opportunity. But in, until you get the discovery, you don't know. But following up on your investigation, right. we got to remember that in Florida, there were, you know, the Democrats had a 600,000 absentee ballot lead on us. Sixty percent of those came from Democratic voters of, of the of the Democrats vote. Sixty percent came from voters who had were registered, but had rarely voted or never voted. If you want to investigate those issues, you got to start there and ask, how did you get the ballot and how did you mail it in? Because I think you're going to find a lot of them didn't. I got to take a quick break. On the other side, I want to follow through. I want to focus a little bit more on Florida, these conspiracies of Dominion voting machines and everything else like that. This is uh, Florida Daily TV, floridadaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah Personal Injury Attorneys. Go to farahandfarah.com. More on the other side in just a brief moment right here on Florida Daily TV. 
When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back, Florida Daily TV right here. I'm your publisher, Ed Dean of FloridaDaily.com. Of course, this is brought to you by Farah and Farah, your personal injury attorneys. Go to FarahandFarah.com. Lindsey Brock, Ron Davis, you guys have covered this on radio, working as elections analyst with the Republican Party and general counsel, and of course, election analyst on talk radio and for FloridaDaily.com. Calm. I want to focus more on Florida. Uh, you know, uh, to a lot of the Trump people out there, well, we only need to focus on the, the swing states. Well, first off, uh, why not focus on Florida? Technically, that's still a swing state out there. Um, Ron DeSantis put his foot down on Brenda Snipes, and I'm glad he did that. But I think there's a reason why Democrats are not making a play or at least an accusation that people were disenfranchised in the state of Florida because it's too much of a wide array of vote margin. Well, there is. There's a, there's a huge wide array of vote margin, and they saw – Inroads. I mean, look at Duval County. Uh, so they look at it as they're making Florida more purple, and as long as they feel like they're moving the needle in that direction, you know, they're going to they're going to keep, you know, saying, okay, we're all right with well, this. But what, about, what I'm getting is this New Georgia project that put out by Stacey Abrams. I'm going to get the emails. Oh my word! We're lowering the amount of voting places that people can vote because there's going to be less people coming, and that's the reason why. But I have no problem with keeping it open just to take away the argument from them. I'll get hold on one because I want I got another question for you. But what I'm getting at, they're already they know it's going to be a close election, so they're already going to raise up red flags. It's voter suppression, voter fraud. And by the way, guarantee they are going to be lawsuits if it's a close election in Georgia. Will there not be? Absolutely. Yeah, Ron, where does this go next? Is there enough time? I don't think there is for the governor of Georgia to turn around special election to do something about ballots that are. I mean, we are now less than a month away. I don't think anything can be done about a ballot processing going out for current voters in GA. No, maybe not going out, but maybe coming back in. I, I don't I don't understand the legality or the circumstances of that agreement between the Secretary of State and Abrams. I think the Secretary of State's been beat up by the Republicans so much now that he's kind of dug his heels in. He's not going to admit that he, anything he did was wrong. And I think to renegotiate right. that, he has he has no leverage with Stacey Abrams right now because she'll just scream voter suppression. So I think I think they're stuck with that. I think what the, Re- the Republicans need to do in Georgia is rather than fight about that process now, I think, that, I think the time is gone for them to fight. They should have fought that before. I think they have to do a better job of making sure that those ballots, having monitors, and, and sticking to at least the 40 or 60 percent agreement that they made and making it as hard as possible for those marginal votes to come in. Here's the question I was asking, Ron. Uh, let me ask you for the uh, – this was on radio today. Let's ask on TV. This whole thing going with Texas, um, Democrats – you don't hear – well, we know the media barely covers it. Democrats don't seem that don't seem to be worried about anything. Is it hypothetical? Is it possible if the Supreme Court says, hey, let's take this up, or maybe they know something we don't, maybe it won't go any further here. Is it possible that the Supreme Court says, we want to continue with this? Do they get caught flat-footed, or they just assume, yeah, okay, they may hear it, but they're not going to rule in favor of these uh, 17 attorney generals? I think that the Democrats are confident that this isn't going to go They're past. not worried about anything. I don't believe okay. so. I don't believe so, because again— most of these arguments that have been raised by Texas have already been brought up in the state courts and have been rejected. Is there anything possible about faithless electors? That's what the Hillary Clinton campaign tried to pull in 2016. 
that's always going to be an argument. And that's where, like we were talking about earlier, is I think the more likely outcome is that we get a decision that comes from the Supreme Court that is instructional on here's how you could avoid this in the future, but that they would ultimately say at this point, there is nothing that we can do as the judiciary given the statutory framework and the constitutional framework. And what makes the Supreme Court interesting is we have three new faces. And we really don't have a clue how they're going to do. Amy Barrett, just in the short period of time, seems to be very strong-willed. Um, That's a good thing. Roberts is the one I think <laughs> right. makes Republicans nervous. Roberts has always, in my view, has been always more worried about how he's perceived in the media and how the courts perceived in the media than you know than how he should do by doing so he instead of, he's so worried about the court looking political that he actually has made it look political by trying to avoid it. Um, but with that six three split, it's really a five four split if he tries to do that. So you may actually see Roberts come back to his conservative roots here. Um, again, I, I just have a hard time seeing where they would say, you know what, we agree. We'll let the legislatures fix this. And by the way, we talked about this this morning. Even if you let the legislators fix it, it doesn't guarantee that Trump's the president. They may get weak need right. there and say, we don't want any part me, of this. Yeah. Let me. I want you both to mix in your legal hat with a little bit of political analysis. Do you honestly think in liberal states like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, forget Georgia for a second, just those three states that remember Trump shouldn't have won, but it was a major it was a major victory. We all said we probably will never see anything like that again. We admitted that, and then it didn't happen. We, all got, we should have seen something like that happen again. You get run by these are very liberal states. Do you honestly think that the will of the voters is going to be overturned? And let's say the Supreme Court allows them to say back and say hypothetical, we're going to let the state electors pick. Do you think every one of those guys is going to pick? Where it's all going to go swing towards Trump? Because if so, the politics says there's going to be some prices to be paid in the next election to some of those legislators if they go down that route. What do you think? I do not think they would overturn the will of the people, and it's for the same reason that I think that the Republicans were rather. Weak need with regards to Stacey Abrams' uh, lawsuits and challenges there in Georgia is that they were concerned about getting reelected uh, in they, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that was their that was their motivation through there. They're political animals. We, we well, now you would you were we had this conversation on my morning show. You kind of slightly disagreed. Say no. They believe there's a legit fraud. You think they're going to vote? Hey, legit fraud. We're not going to vote by how the people decided because it, it, we're going to find out we're going to find out how strong republicans believe there's fraud um if they truly believe there's fraud they're going to say the will of the people was not carried out so we don't care we're going to vote based on what we think happened um so that's what we're going to find out we're, you know are they weak need or not or do they truly believe in fraud if, if they don't if they're waffling on the issue of fraud just like Lindsay said they're going to they're going to go with with the results because they don't want to face it and worry about it. If they do believe there's fraud and they do believe in the next two years, they can work legislatively to cure that and keep it from happening again. I can see some of real them quick, doing tell, it. Uh, real Could quick. you imagine the base if they don't? Mm. They're hey, not going to survive primaries. Real quick. There was a major discrepancy that Ron brought up. Maybe you can answer that. Tell everybody about where they mailed out the ballot and they got, this is a great, it's a fascinating story. I got a couple of minutes. Tell what happened. You know, and, and this is, this occurred in Pennsylvania. They did a, they did a little uh, investigation shortly thereafter. And it's, it's amazing when you don't have an uninvolved press, how little you find out. But essentially what it was is in the, in a, in a three day period, they um, mailed out, um, they mailed out the ballots to the people. All right. And the day before they were getting, they were getting ballots back a day before they were mailed. 
They were getting ballots back the day that they were mailed, and they were getting ballots back the day after they were mailed. It's physically impossible. I agree. And that amount was 118,426. So I think, again, instead of being led down the wild goose chase of the, of the, the um, Powell and the Dominion stuff, this is where the focus I should have been. And, and I don't know why it hasn't, and I, and I can't imagine if they actually challenged this in court why it didn't go anywhere. So I, I really, I think this is probably later information. I'm just perplexed by the quickness. that even have it overnight mail, really? No, I, that's a kind of interesting point. Well, yeah, and, and I think some of the stuff that I'd heard on that was that there's a possibility that other uh, counties uh, in there were mailing stuff out, but I, 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 don't, I haven't looked into that uh, strong enough. Getting to one of the more fundamental issues, and it goes down to our election laws and how they're challenged. We talked about doing discovery. That's one of the problems because if you come in and you want to challenge the results of an election, you have to come in and show that there was enough disputed votes or enough. Well, well, what's considered enough? The margin of victory. Okay. You win by 10%. I can show 12% of the ballots were potentially invalid. That's the kind of concrete stuff that you have to gather, and you have to gather it quickly. We're talking within days after uh, an election is certified. So one of the things that might come out of this is that we have some folks looking at our election laws and trying to figure out, hey, is there? do we need to move some dates up so that we allow for enough opportunity for people to, to actually do the investigation, mm. get the real data, and see if there's some discrepancies? Oh, are we there. talking about January 20th? You move it up till February? Or? Well, I mean, maybe we have our primary in June or uh, oh, April. I, you know, <laughs> I would, you know, many municipalities have their primaries and races in March. For, you know why? It's nicer weather. Why don't we just do that? Listen, well, Lindsey Brock, who's been general counsel f- with the Republican Party, good to have you on Florida Daily TV, and Ron Davis, uh, of course, who's our legal commentator, and uh, great discussion, and I don't think we're done, but I just hope we continue these investigations even afterwards so we can find out. Yeah, Ron, you got to be like the Dems. No proof of a Russia hoax, but let's just investigate. And why not? You can make a few bucks at it. All right. You know, Stacey Abrams already saying voter suppression, and I don't hear one person use the word baseless or unsubstantiated. Well, no. oh. as, as, as of yet. All right. Both of you, thanks for coming on. Another edition of Florida Daily TV brought to you by Farah and Ferry, your personal injury attorney since 1979, all throughout the state. That's farahandfarah.com. And for all your latest news, Go to floridadaily.com. We'll see you next time right here on Florida Daily TV. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farah and Farah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.